0: Good morning, all of you in the land of social media. Welcome to another episode of Bible Topics. My name is Clement Palmer III. I can be found on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and DRC Palmer Three. Uh, for lo- those who love podcasts, on Spotify. If you appreciate this message, please go to YouTube, uh, subscribe, and check like. If you have a particular topic, please let me know on the website www.drclementpalmer.com. Or if you have a private prayer, please send it to me on the website. The sole purpose is to save souls. My friends, when I was with you last time, I talked about the Great Tribulation. I started with the the Daniel's Prophecy, talked a little bit about the Antichrist. Now, I will go into the 17th week today, But first recap. When I talked about Daniel's Prophecy, I said, we're between the 69th and 7th week now. ninth week was uh, Christ's uh, birth and his, his, his re- death and resurrection. The church age, now we're on 7th week now. The church age was inaugurated by Jesus Christ. In Matthew 16, 18, he said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Also, as far as a recap, tribulation is a time of judgment. Um, there's debate... <laughs> An argument about did John what was John thinking when he wrote this book? Was it about persecution or was it about the imminent return of Jesus Christ or something else? I'll be reading from Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 through 3 from the New International Version. John said, Then I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice. Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the seal or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the line of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and his seven seals. Amen. The title of The Great Tribulation, Part Two, Be Faithful to the End. Revelation is an apocalyptic book, apocalyptic writing of several characteristics in mind. Uh, imminent return, there's always a persecution. There's no middle, middle ground that's good versus evil. You have to take a side. You can't be in the middle. Visions and beasts and numbers and colors are all over Revelation. Their significance should not be minimized. You must note that symbolic visions are not descriptions of things. They are descriptions of symbols of things. The person seeing the visions, called the seer, begins by assuming that a persecution is taking place and concludes with a symbolic description of the end of the persecution with a new age beginning. Visions come in series not in chronological order, although this is debated, but usually it's the same vision, a parallel vision, repeated several times. Each time becoming more and more intensified and powerful in nature. The person seeing the vision, like I said, does not understand the symbolic images, but there's always a heavenly interpreter, a interpreter, mediator, used an angel who would interpret the visions. In apocalyptic literature, Jesus Christ is often the mediator. In Christian popular literature, Christ is almost uh, always an interpreter. There are standard symbolic symbols in this type of literature. Beasts are one such symbol. Beasts, in almost all cases, represent nations. And it's important to remember is to talk about rulers of the nations at the time that the writing occurred. The scriptures of any future events pertain to the immediate future. And a new age to come. The late Dr. James Eford, professor of biblical interpretation at Duke University, believed that uh, meanings and colors and, and numbers mean anything, mean a lot. Number three, mean the rim of the spirit. Four, represents created order. Seven, completeness. Ten, suggests completeness. Twelve, represents the people of God. And 3.5, always used to symbolize the length of time evil is allowed to run its course persecuting the people of god think about seven year tribulation the seven, seventh of week seven years just 3.5 times two so it always symbolizes a, a length of time that uh, evil is allowed multiple of numbers often used to emphasize what is being described their original meaning does not change numbers are not to be taken literally in this type of literature but to be a understood by their meaning for example we often talk about one hundred and forty-four thousand. this is simply a multiple of 12 and 10. so uh, you can say there was actually one hundred and forty-four thousand that was sealed of, of the israelites from every tribe now just because god sealed them this does not mean they were protected from persecution or from being martyred so like christians today who has the mark of Christ because we believe in him and trust in him and love him, we are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. But we still will go through our trials and tribulations. Colors are very important as one studied uh, Revelation. White is the most common color in apocalyptic writing, and it symbolizes victory. Red indicates war or conflict, black indicates a lack of something, for example, lack of food or famine greenish gray or pale is a color of a corpse represents death. No colors were combined with numbers and beasts to deliver a message to the audience at one time in history. And the original meaning have been lost throughout the years. So one has to make an educated guess on what the, the original meaning was. Now, there's not a, a, a significance in every symbol. The late Sigmund Freud said sometimes a cigar, just a cigar. At this point in history, it had been about 65 years since the Apostle John had seen the risen Christ. Uh, John was exiled to the island of Patmos by the Roman government. It was there where he received a revelation from Jesus Christ himself. Revelation 1 1 through 3, revelation from Jesus Christ which God gave John to show his servants, which must soon take place, soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies everything he saw that is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the word of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take it to heart, because the time is near. It's apocalyptic, the time is near. Now, God is identified as Alpha and Omega in Revelation 1 this is another way of saying God's created order and the history of the world are under his domain. Revelation chapter five is central to the theology of the Christian church. John said, I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, the right hand of God who sat on the throne, scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And he saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, "Who is worthy to break the seal and open the scroll? No one in heaven, on earth, and under the earth was worthy to open the seal. No one, the redeemed Adam couldn't do it, Noah couldn't open the seal, Abraham couldn't open the seal, the great lawgiver Moses couldn't do it, King David can open the seal, Esther can open the seal." Job can open the seal. None of the prophets could open the seal, no one. One of the elders said to, to John, do not weep. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed, and is able to open the seal. John saw between the throne of God and the four different creatures and the elders a lamb standing as, as if he had been slaughtered. Remember and note that Lamb had seven horns and seven eyes. That number seven represents complete order. Seven horns and seven eyes. Seven horns, complete power. Seven eyes, see everything. Complete wisdom. This power and wisdom are manifested on earth through the seven spirits of the Holy Spirit. This may be a reference to the menorah or may be a reference to Isaiah's prophecy concerning the sevenfold ministry which would be, number one, the three persons of the Holy Spirit, wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and fear of the Lord. Nevertheless, seven is a number for completeness. The Lamb took the scroll from the right hand of God who was seated on the throne. Subsequently, all creation worship the Lamb. The implication is, death has been defeated, with the Lamb the cycle of seven, seven, seven seals following the Lamb, taking the scroll. as a series of, of visions, and the visions humanity and creation suffer. The language gets more and more eccentric. Beyond this point, the seals and trumpets and bowls are saying pretty much the same thing. Chapter 6 begins with a series of three spiritual cycles of sevens. Some people may not think they're spiritual cycles, and that's okay. But the signs are not arranged in linear order. They signify that persecution was becoming more and more difficult to handle. The opening of the first seal in Revelation 6 unleashes a barrage of judgments that last throughout chapter 20. In the, in the first series of these judgments, the opening of the opening of the seals, John introduced the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the martyrs, and the destructive power of the Lamb. Rather than Total destruction. These judgments serve to call people to repentance. Events of the first half of the tribulation. The first four seals, known as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. These are the beginning of the wrath of God directed at the earth. John watched as the the lamb opened the seal and heard a voice say, Come. John saw before him a white horse. His rider held a bow was given a crown and he rode out conquering. Some have argued that this is Jesus since he rode a white horse in chapter 19, but it's more likely this, this is an imitator of Christ who represents evil or the Antichrist. This boat, he had a boat, but no arrow. This is an imposter and he was given a crown, but this is not the diadem of Christ. His rider was given a crown which was a, which was a symbol of political power by god to execute his judgments when the lamb opened the second seal john saw a fiery red horse as i said red represents conflict and and war the rider was given power to take peace away from earth and to make people kill each other it seems like this red horse has already been released Uh, the, the next seal opened by the lamb john saw a black horse Black represents famine and economic distress. His rider holds a pair of scales in his hands and said two pounds of wheat for a day's wages, six pounds of barley for a day's wages. Do not damage the oil and the wine. This is inflation after war and seems to indicate that the poor almost always suffer more than the wealthy during hard times. Pale horse. Most severe of the four judgments, his rider was named Death, and Hades followed close behind. Death and Hades were given power over one-fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, famine, plague, and wild beasts of the earth. The fifth seal, John saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and their testimony. They say, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood some people feel the martyrs were in heaven seeking revenge that's one point of view or the martyrs could have been in heaven not seeking revenge because they already had gotten their reward they simply just wanted god's will to be done and justice to be done each were given a white robe these martyrs and they were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their, their fellow servants, brothers and sisters, were killed, just as, as they had been killed. Now, unto the altar, that's where John saw these martyrs they sold, as a reference to a sacrifice in the temple. Animal sacrifices are gifts to God. Martyrs are sacrificed for God. The sixth seal, six things happened. There was a great earthquake. The sun, sun turned black. The moon turned red, stars fell from the sky, the heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up, every mountain and island were removed from this place. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They call on the mountains and the rocks instead of God. They call on the mountains and the rocks and say, Fall on us and hide us from the wrath of the Lamb in the face of God. Mm -hmm. Rather than repentance and prayer to God for deliverance, it led to to further rebellion against God. The seventh seal, with the opening of the seventh seal, silence filled heaven for about a half an hour. Then an angel hurled his censer with fire to earth, and the angels blew. The trumpets. The reader of Revelation would know that God was in control. This leads into the judgment of the seven trumpets. The first angel sounded his trumpet. Hell and fire mixed with blood were hurled down to the earth. One third of the earth was burned up. One third of the trees were burned up. And all the green grass were burned up. The second angel sounded his trumpet something like a huge mountain, all the blaze was thrown into the sea. One third of the sea turned to blood. One third of the living creatures in the sea died. One third of the ships were destroyed. Then a third angel sounded his trumpet. A great star named Wormwood fell from the sky on one third of the rivers and on the springs of water. In this situation here, one third of the fresh water had turned bitter. Many people died from this war. You can argue it was from bitterness, or I can say it's because of their unfaithfulness. The fourth angel sounded his trumpet. One-third of the sun was struck, one-third of the moon, and one-third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark. A third of the day and night were without light. The fifth angel sounded his trumpet. A star fell from the earth and opened the abyss, releasing scorpion-like locusts who tortures the unsaved or the oppressors of the Christians for five months. Now, think about it. God is in control of the locusts, causing them to avoid the people who had his seal, but he torments the other people for five months. Note, the lifespan of a locust is five months. This is an additional opportunity for the unbelievers to repent, but they simply do not. The sixth trumpet, an army led by four angels, four, remember, represented created order, killed one-third of humankind. The rest of humankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent from the work of their hands. Still did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, and bronze, and wood. Idols they cannot see, hear, walk, talk, or anything. Nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual morality, or theft. Hmm, hmm, hmm. The seventh trumpet is simply the seven bold judgments that follow. The kingdom of the world becomes the kingdom of heaven. God's temple opens and reveals the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. The bold judgments. These are the third of the three series of seven judgments that take place during the tribulation. And this is the second half of the tribulation. Compared to the seal and the trumpet judgments, they appear to be most intense and severe. Bold represents the accumulation of God's wrath. They will be poured out in God's fury to prepare the way for Christ's second coming. It appears that these bold judgments have been collecting God's wrath, so to speak, for a long time. Now they are ready to be poured. Church, I'm so glad that our sins don't pile up to God. I'm so glad that in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Revelation 15 and 16, a picture as turning the bowls upside down to ensure that every last drop of God's wrath goes forth. Nothing is held back. It reminds us of the of the Exodus with these judgments. John said I'm a loud voice from the temple saying to the of the seven angels go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of god on the earth the first bowl struck those with the mark of the beast and who worship his image with sores the second bowl of judgment the tea, the sea turns into blood and kills all life in it see it's getting more intense than other the third bowl of judgment the water turns into blood and the angel said you are just in these judgments O holy one you who are and who were, for they shall for have shed the for they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets. You can look at it he's he, he getting revenge for the martyrs. The fourth bowl, men are scorched. The angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. But they refused to repent and glorify God. The fifth bowl, darkness and pain. The angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast so that his whole kingdom was plunged into darkness, similar to the darkness in Egypt. But this was not a normal darkness. This darkness was accompanied by pain and sores, which caused people to gnaw their tongues in agony. But they refused to repent. Of what they have done. The sixth bowl, the Euphrates River, was dried up. Mm, mm, mm. Making a way for the kings from the east to battle for the, to assemble for the battle of Armageddon. Now we see a counterfeit trinity. You know, the real trinity is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is a counterfeit trinity, trinity of the dragon, the, the beast, and the false prophet. The dragon is Satan, the beast is Antichrist, and the false prophet is the Antichrist sidekick. I know they are counterfeit because they are an unholy trinity. Think about this. John saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, of the beast, and the false prophet. This is a counterfeit unholy trinity. The demonic spirits perform signs to gather the kings of the earth and the whole world into the battle on that great day of God Almighty. So God is using these these spirits to to delude Antichrist and people in for the battle of Armageddon. God is baiting them. But one thing about Armageddon, the city, it does not exist. Armageddon may be a reference to the city of Megiddo. Megiddo. Armageddon, the Hebrew word literally means "Mount of Megiddo." Ancient Jewish history reveals significant battles fought at or near Megiddo. After the gathering of the kings for battle, God spoke and destroyed his enemies with his mouth. No battle was fought. The seventh bowl of judgment, the earth utterly shaken. The seventh angel angel pulled out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven, from the throne, saying. It is done. It is done. It is all over. An earthquake splits the great city. 100-pound hailstorms fall on people. The battle had already been fought and won in chapter 5. The slaughtered lamb had already conquered death. The final battle was that humans and cosmos faced. There was not a need for another battle. Nevertheless, Armageddon symbolized the place where the power of God defeats the forces of evil. Chapter 17 and 18, the fall of Babylon and the fall of the Antichrist was there, and heaven rejoices. So, what was John writing about in Revelation? There are two views. It could be that John believed that he was describing the soon to come final return of Jesus. If this is the case, John was mistaken since it is not supported by the facts and revelation. Jesus has not returned yet. So this book was not written for the distant future, since it would not help the people then. They would not have anything to encourage them, to give them hope to remain faithful to the end. The second view, John understood himself to be writing about persecution. John was concerned with the end of persecution in this day about 94 to 95 CE, and Domitian died in 96, the leader of Rome that was persecuting the Christians, of Domitian's death. Persecution of Christians deceased in that part of the world. For John, the end of persecution was near, but had a little longer to go. If this view is accurate, then John was exactly right. His whole appeal then was to remain faithful in the midst of hard times deliverance was around the corner. Satan wouldn't have to die. A special reward would be given to those who remain faithful. The consequence of unfaithfulness is the second death. It is the same today as it was in the first century. So Revelation is a book of hope. There are going to be two rewards. It promises a reward for the faithful, everlasting life, and a reward for the unfaithful. A second death again revelation is the book of hope in your hearts reveal christ as lord always be to give be able to give an answer for the hope that you have the reason for the hope that you have be able to give an answer this is a book of hope all you have to do is remain faithful to the end lord thank you for already writing the script thank you for the lamb who's able to open the seal so that your will will be will be done Please help us live in your will, in your strength, in your energy. Help us remain faithful to the end, until your son comes in his glory. Amen. 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 I will see you in two weeks if it's the Lord's will, and the creek don't rise. Amen.